Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, come on then, let's make a bloody podcast! God, I miss him. I miss him. I miss him. I miss him. I miss Ah, the Queen. Are you right, the Queen? Ladies and gentlemen, the Queen. Good to know. I mean, look, look at her back at the royal duties after just four days off. God save the queen. And, uh, you know, all of her sort of uh, acolytes are back at it. A man uh, wielding an axe arrested by armed police outside Buckingham Palace yesterday. Uh, it's good to see life's getting back to normal. Life goes on, yeah? Life goes on. Uh, so, so do axes. Um, some business to get through. We have uh, an exclusive uh, Luxembourgic tribute to uh, Prince um, Knock Knock. Who's there? Uh, Prince. Prince who? That's showbiz. Uh, Philip. But uh, I had no idea there was anything of value on TikTok. Um, I thought it was just very badly contrived sketches and people doing very, very banal parkour. Um, But there's uh, a growing movement on there of ex-vangelicals. What's an ex-vangelical? Well, you can probably work it out. Uh, A guy called Abraham Piper became... (laughs) Uh, a sensation on TikTok. He's got uh, 900,000 followers, having put his first video up there in November. I need to get on the ex-vangelical train. If only I'd had some kind of massively indoctrinating childhood. Um, he posts uh, critiques of evangelical Christianity, and it's it's sort of primarily for pe- other people who have also uh, left the flock. Flock off. Uh, he says, uh, if you just want to roll your eyes at how weird it all was, that's what I'm here for. Uh, he's not sort of necessarily pushing things. He sort of said, I've spent long enough uh, around people trying to make me more like them. I don't want to do that to anybody else. Um, but uh, it, it's all sort of rather pointed when you consider that John Piper, Abraham's father, uh, is a best selling author and theologian. Um, who is on lists of uh, the most influential pastors in America. <laughs> Imagine compiling that list. Um, so after 33 years, 33 years, he was pastor of Bethlehem Baptist Church, the BBC, in Minneapolis. Uh, it goes to show, it's never too late to rebel. Um, but there's quite a few of them. There's a woman called Melissa Jo Stewart, Melissa Stewart. Uh, I quite like this. This is a short piece from her. One of the biggest lessons for me after leaving the church was to learn to trust my gut. Fundamentalist Christianity, and especially Reformed theology, Calvinism, 
It teaches you that you cannot be trusted. Calvinism teaches total depravity. From the moment of your birth, you are totally and entirely depraved. All of your righteousnesses are as filthy rags. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked, and not even you can know it. So you grow up thinking that anything that your body is telling you or that your instinct is telling you, you're probably wrong. You are literally taught to constantly gaslight yourself, to constantly second guess yourself. It grooms you. It grooms you to endure emotional, spiritual, and physical abuse. So this is me, eight years out of fundamentalism, telling you that you are allowed to trust yourself. In fact, I'm begging you to. Yeah, I mean, that applies to you, not, not necessarily to... Uh to me anyway uh, neil green sent this in yesterday and uh i i promised it uh it's time for us now to head over to our partner broadcasters in luxembourg uh, for their own coverage of the untimely death of his royal highness prince philip And welcome to the Luxembourgian News, obituary of the persons passed away during the last week. Sir Prince Philip OBE of Scotland. Yes, the King of Plop, who died suddenly aged 99, was music royalty and holder of the record for the best-selling album in history. However, his bizarre lifestyle eclipsed his talent and his numerous achievements. He indulged himself by turning the Palace of the Buckinghams into a funfair and zoo. His closest friends were also fellow ex-child stars Mickey Rooney and an ostrich called Montalban, who traveled with him till it grew too large and started to peck various dignitaries' faces clean off. At the 1996 Duke of Edinburgh Awards, he was accompanied on stage by Keith Harris and Orville and Rod Hull and Emu and Spit the Dog, prompting a stage invasion by Bob Carroll G's. After years away from live performance, Philip was due to make a comeback in a grand style next month. This was to be a massive series of dates at London's O2 Arena. Tickets for the 100 shows sold out within seconds, thus proving that thousands of peoples were still lured by the promise of the old Prince Philip Stardust and hoping that little bits of fame will rub off onto their cheeks and other body parts. Uh, if we have time, thanks very much indeed to Neil, who wrote that. Brilliant. Uh, really, really mastered the Luxembourgic uh, vernacular there. Um, if we have time uh, later in the week, maybe next week, um, we, we will have some coverage of the funeral, which I'm told is is going to happen in the traditional Luxembourgic style. Uh, a casket made of jam will be surrounded by the famous monkeys of Luxembourg Fountain Gardens, and nature will take its course in front of several thousand distraught onlookers. I mean, I, I'm all for a bit of surrealist comedy from time to time. Uh, a little goes a long way, though, doesn't it? Um, but th th this is true. Apparently, apparently, actually, uh, the funeral on Saturday, uh, the coffin will be transported by, by a purpose-built Land Rover that the Duke helped to design himself. Genuinely, apparently, that's actually happening. Uh, extraordinary. Uh, other news, 
the Google founders have joined the 100 billion club along with Jeff Bezos and some other guy. Uh, eight, the, the, the richest eight people in the world now own a trillion dollars. Uh, they're up to a trillion. That's a thousand thousand million. Um, just to give you some perspective on that, those eight guys, uh, if you... If you if you if you went back one second for every dollar uh, of a billion dollars, and there's loads of billionaires, uh, if you went back at one second for every dollar, you'd be in 1987. Uh, if you go back a trillion seconds, you're looking at somewhere around 30,000 BC. And good luck trying to use your iPhone there and then then and the Google business. Anyway, uh, it's heartening. It's heartening. We should definitely have more billionaires. It's wonderful. Love the free market. Jane. Hi, Jake and the Yappletizers. Oh, I want some of that now. Uh, you asked for line of pukey story. Hashtag line of pukey. Oh, sorry, everybody. But, you know, it's where we are. Uh, I'm pleased to be in the good company of producer Julie, having similarly hurled into a handbag on the way home from a night out. Is that what they're for? I had no idea. Uh, I saved the cleaners on Southwest trains, a grim task, so I like to think I did the responsible thing. Subsequently, my top tip is to ditch clutch bags in favour of a proper, sturdy handbag, or better still, pop a folded up bag for life in it so that it's ready to deploy in time of need. That's what I did on the way back from a work trip to India. Oh, I was feeling ropey, not drink related, but so desperate to get home that I decided it was better to get on my 2 a.m. flight. I had a similar flying back from Mexico once. My only purchase from Duty Free Mumbai Airport was three carrier bags. Needless to say, they all came in handy during nine hours in a window seat. Uh, in terms of an actual line of <laughs> so sorry, I offer up a teenage party where the nearest available toilet was upstairs. Oh, God, I remember. Oh, memories. Unfortunately, the inevitable happened as I ran up and to make matters worse, it was one of those wooden staircases with open risers. OK, OK, OK. Uh, and I was seasick during a ta I'm sort of skimming over a lot of this uh, seasick during a sailing trip. One of my crewmates was kind enough to help me clean up the main cabin after I failed to get on deck in time. Um, in return, her thoughtful gift of feedback delivered in all seriousness was to tell me that I should probably chew my food more thoroughly. <laughs> oh, God. That sort of reminds me of um, my uh, my experience when I had a colonic irrigation for the radio. But I, I'm pretty sure I've told you that story. That's quite enough. Yes, it is, Jane. So I bid you and the crew farewell and bon appetit. Uh, especially if you're reading this at breakfast time. I've been watching Bon Appetit videos a lot lately. Um, one of them, he's, he's definitely a high-functioning alcoholic. Have you seen those? They're great videos, but wow. Um, There's something I was going to tell you a story, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, anyway, Hedy says, uh, I just thought I'd let you know. I'm writing a time travel slash alternate realities novel in installments that Julian Carenza love reading, and they've given me some encouragement. Uh, and this small episode has a special guest. Best wishes, Hedy. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'll put the link on Twitter. How's that? With Hedy's consent, obviously. But I'm sure, I'm sure he'd be nothing but thrilled. Now you probably know that you know I'm I'm a staunch royalist. Uh, in that, in as much as I'm a Republican, uh, and I believe if, if you love someone, uh, set them free. 
I remember interviewing a, a staunch royalist once, and I, I sort of put it to him. I sort of said, it's, it's rather an unfair thing, isn't it, to be born into a family where you're expected to do a certain job? And, and this woman just promptly said, uh, well, they've just got to get on with it, haven't they? I was like, yeah, that sounds, that's nice. So, you know, it's sort of like being born into slavery, only, you know, with better perks. Uh, anyway, um, I'm obviously I, I I adore the royal family and everything they do and everything everything they represent more than anything I suppose. And I I thought I'd tell you the story. You know, while we're on the sort of royal death tip, um, would you like to know the story of when the Queen Mother died? Um, now, obviously, that was uh, 2001, three, something like that, three, I think. And you know, the memory of uh, Princess Diana was was fresh in everyone's. Mind and I, th- you know, I'm sure you remember the, those photos, like the carpets of flowers outside Buckingham Palace when she died. I, know, I mean, it was an awful, awful, tragic thing that um, the Queen Mother dying was, you know, sort of just uh, nature taking its course, really. Um, but when she died, uh, me and um, my friend and my brother decided to um, commemorate her crossing of the Rainbow Bridge by. Drinking a rainbow, uh, we bought Alcapops, which were all the rage at the time, uh, in, in literally every colour of the rainbow. So we had seven seven of these each and hopped up on sugar and alcohol. Um, we decided at about midnight that it was the appropriate thing to do to go to Buckingham Palace for a spontaneous outpouring of grief. Um and so we went. We got, we got a minicab. I'm a poor driver. Uh, I mean, we were nice, but, you know... Who wants it? Anyway, so we, we drove up to Buckingham Palace and we all jumped out and sort of said, just go around a couple of times, OK, and then pick us up. Um, and we got out expecting there to be a huge throng there, you know, a candlelit vigil uh, and not not a living soul there, except for about 35 very tired, very bored, very cold police officers. And um, so we went and for some reason this it was kind of. It was just around a sort of Borat time. It was it was pre Borat. I remember we we did sort of funny Russian voices, um, and then Borat came along, and we sort of were like, oh, we have to stop doing that now um, because it's not ours anymore. But uh, we were we were pretending to be Ukrainian, and uh, I don't know why. But the, the trouble was that we 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 were out there sort of saying, oh, this very sad day for, and. Um, my brother, who was pretty hopped up on the Alco Pops, feeling pretty cavalier, went up to a policeman and, <laughs> and said, um, Can I please to see Queen Mother? Um, because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan. I love this Queen Mother's. And the policeman said, of course, no, you may not see the Queen Mother. The Queen Mother has died. Uh, to which my brother replied, "Maybe she not. Maybe she not. Di- maybe she just sick. I am doctor. Can I see? Maybe I can make better. No, sir. You may not see the Queen Mother." And I was thinking, you know, they're all tired and cold and bored, and there's nothing they'd like more than to go and warm up with some vigorous exercise in the back of a police van. Um, and I was sort of thinking, you know, Joe, it's probably time to step away now. So, you know, but the trouble is that this policeman had heard me talking in the Ukrainian and I couldn't kind of go, all right, Joe, Joe, come, Joe, 
I, I couldn't, you know, because I was sort of breaking character and then it'd be a whole kind of, what are you doing? Why are you, who, who are you? You know what I mean? That would make it worse. So then I was in a bad Ukrainian accent having to go, we go now, please, Joe, we must go. And um, fortunately, at that point, the uh, minicab came back round the roundabout and we all bundled back in. Um, I remember the weirdest thing was that uh, the guy had, the driver had Magic FM on the radio all the way back and they were playing somber music uh, and they would just do a station ident uh, in between each track and so there'd be this sort of funereal music and then a little pause and a voice would just go this is magic which didn't really feel like an appropriate sentiment anyway uh, that's my spontaneous outpouring of grief uh, story for the Queen Mother I should probably do something for Prince Philip um, but uh, good, good times Good, great, great memories <laughs> of Lockheim and all of that business. Uh, it's definitely worth reading uh, Broken Bottle Boy's Conquest of the Useless newsletter. I'm going to try and get him on the podcast. I think he's great. Um, but uh, go and have a look at his stuff um, because uh, it's it's very interesting what the press are doing around the whole Philip story. And he uh, dissects it brilliantly. Um, that's it for today. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Uh, prior to getting a jab, uh, which I know is ridiculous. Um, I, you know, I, I'm allowed. I'm not trying to jump any queues or anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that'll be an interesting experience tomorrow. I know some of you have had it. Some of you haven't. Uh, anyway, I'll let you know how it goes. Lots of love. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 